In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So, for, the, for those of you who were here at Lent this time last year, you might remember we preached on this parable many times um, in a series uh, about uh, the ways in which this, this parable specifically speaks to us as a community of believers and how we can draw deeper into community. So we're not going to do it for six weeks uh, today, so instead we have to, we have to do the whole, the whole thing in one day. So we'll hang on. Uh, and it's not going to be exhaustive, obviously, but at the same time, there's a lot in here. Um, and, and really important things that we have to undo in our, in our brain um, specifically that I, that I wanted to touch on at least two and, and it, might be, it might be three or four. Um, but begin with, with the Jesus is eating with sinners and tax collectors. And the religious um, people, the Pharisees, the scribes, are grumbling about it. That's where, that's where everything starts in this parable. And then we, we, we skip a couple. We have a couple other parables, right? There's, there's the parable of the lost sheep, and there's the parable of the lost coin, and then there's this parable. So we have, this is the third of, of three parables that are sort of thematic about um, shepherd going out to find the sheep and bringing him back, and there's a party. And then a woman who loses a coin, and she searches everywhere for it, finds it, and there's a party, right? And, and, and so now we have, we have this, which is um, two sons, uh, both, of, both of whom are, are lost, as we see the first one. It's easy to see how he's lost. And he's, and, and he's lost in that he's, um, uh, you know, he doesn't want any part of the family. Where he goes to his father, while his father is obviously still in pretty good health, and says, I'd like my inheritance. Um, if my children came and did that to me, one, they'd be sad of what there actually was. But, but second, um, I'd say, no, you can't have your inheritance now. Go, shut up. Go back to work. Go do something. Get back to the fields, right? Go, do, you know, whatever. Like, can't have your inheritance now. Um, and this father said, sure. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's heartbroken. I'm sure he's devastated. But um, allowed that, that break of relationship. If this is, what you, this is what you want, this is what you think you need to do, then yes. Here. Um, and, so, and it's important to note as we as we start. There's, we're not going to get too much into this, but but there there is there is any time you say there's a man who had two sons. Um, there's there's in if you're if you're a, a reader of the scriptures, um, as Jesus' audience would have been, especially sort of targeted to the Pharisees and the scribes. Um, there's only one. One thing that really comes into mind, uh, Jacob and Esau. 
right? There's two, a man who has two sons, and the younger one uh, ends up winning those times. So that's just sort of in the background of all of this. But the, the, so the younger son, he goes, he goes off to a distant country, and it, and it says he, and he squanders everything he had. Now, this is the, the first point. Um, we don't know how he squandered his, his wealth. Um, whether it's in bad investments, whether it's in, in extravagant living. Uh, don't, take, don't take the older brother's uh, words um, and, and apply them to the truth. First of all, the older brother didn't know anything about what happened to the younger son when he says he squandered it with prostitutes and everything else. Um, had no idea. And secondly, older brothers who want to make a point to their father concerning their younger brother might sometimes be known to exaggerate, embellish. It's likely. So we've, we've sort of, because the Bible is the word of God and, and everything in the Bible is true, sometimes we, we, we carry that a little bit too far into these into parables where characters are characters, and, and the older son isn't necessarily the, the best character witness. So, just saying. It doesn't matter, right? He, he squandered his wealth. He lost it all. He wanted to go make it rich, and he, and he blew it. And then, worse than that, a famine came. And when famines come, families huddle up. And he's an outsider, a foreigner. So he's left alone. Nobody would help him. Somebody sent him to feed the pigs because that's just a way to sort of get rid of it. Right? I mean, this is, he's Jewish and pigs are, are unclean animals. And the person who said, yeah, go ahead, you can go feed the pigs if you want, is really just like, just leave me alone. And he wished that he could eat the pods of the pigs. He's so starving. And then it says that he comes to himself. And now it's really important to, to note that this is, this is not the point of repentance. As he's sitting in that, that squalor, want, starving to death, wanting to feed the pigs, he says, he comes to himself. Basically, he, he has a plan. He said, why am I here? My father's servants have, have plenty of food to eat. I know what I'll do. I'll get up and I'll go home and I'll say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. And the plan really is, that way, I can make it up to you. I can go back. I can have enough to eat. I can earn some money, and maybe I'll be able to turn this around because I'm this, I was this close, right, to making it. I might get the Powerball ticket and be able to pay everything back, right? Every, it'll all be good. I can make it all good. That's really, what, that's really what is going on. I can make this right. Why am I here? I got a plan. And so he goes home. And as he's going home, 
The Father sees the Son and runs. And it's impossible to describe the, the, the true um, love and care that this is. One, Middle Eastern um, fathers don't run. Patriarchs of the family, high, high people in the community don't run. You have to lift your robes. You have to bury your legs when you run. You're not running. It's shameful. Two, I mean, mostly, you're going to let yourself come to you after everything you've been put through. But this father's been watching, waiting. He runs. And when he runs... An amazing shift happens in the sun. When now it's, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I've sinned against heaven and before man. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And the second part's gone. That make me like one of your hired servants is gone. He's thrown that away. He's abandoned that. He's just now, he's repenting. Now that he's experienced the love of the Father who's run to him, now that he's experienced that costly grace, really, that his Father's willing to humiliate himself in front of the whole town, do something completely, totally uh, against what everybody thought should happen. The son repents. And the father says, put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, bring the best robe. This is my son. I've claimed him. We're going to kill the fatted calf. And we're going to have a feast. So repentance in this, in this passage, and, and not just in this parable, but in the parable of the lost sheep and in the parable of the lost coin, we see there's a theme of what it means to repent. Um, for the lost sheep, what does the sheep do? He just sits there. Well, let's the shepherd pick him up and bring him home. He might be bleeding a little bit, right? Like calling out. What does the coin do? Mm, not much of anything, right? It just sits there waiting to be fat. What's the son do? In some ways, much the same. Repentance in these parables are just allowing yourself to be found by God. We think of it as some great thing. We think of it oftentimes as repentance is like penance. You need to do something in order to earn repentance. But you don't have to earn God's grace and God's love. That's not repentance. Repentance is understanding that God is bigger than you. That God loves you, that God cares for you, that God's grace is there for you, and you need to receive it. That's it. It's allowing yourself to be found by God. That's the definition of repentance 
that Jesus is making right here when he's talking about these tax collectors and sinners. They are allowing themselves to be found by God. Now we have the party. The older son comes back from wherever the older son's been. It's important to note that, that the older son's um, absence at the beginning of this parable means there's already something broken in this family because it's the responsibility of the older son to go to the younger son and say, what do you think you're doing? Instead, he was fine enough to let the inheritance get divvied up because the younger son got his and he got his, right? I mean, but he had to work still at home. Oftentimes, this, this is like the older son. For church people, we are the older son. We're the older sibling. We're the responsible ones. We're here sitting in the pews while the other people are out having a good time, sleeping off their Saturday night hangover or something while we're here. Worshiping, praising God, those heathens, you know, are out there. And that attitude is just as dangerous. That attitude of self-righteousness, entitlement. And so he refuses to go into the party. And, and here's where, where this, this, remember this is, everybody's there. They killed a fatted calf. There's no refrigerators, right? Everybody's at the party. The whole village is there. And so when, when, when word gets out that the older son's not coming in, um, like it, all, it all stops. And the father goes out and he says, come in. Join the celebration. He says, you never gave me anything. You never even gave me a goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Again, you see that there's a separation from community here. The, the younger son wanted to go off and find his way in a foreign country. The young, older son wants to be still apart from the family here with his friends. It's still not necessarily joining together. The father just says, everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate. For your brother was dead, but now is found. He, he's, he's lost. He's alive, but now he's alive. Lost and found, dead, now alive. Right, this is your brother's home. We had to celebrate. And it was funny, I was listening to um, a podcast for this, for this uh, sermon uh, earlier this week and, and people talking, talking about uh, some of the things. And the one person said he'd title this, um, you know, Party for a Dummy. You know, that's how, I, that's how I'd title it. And because the younger son really is like, he's a dummy. He's, and there's, you can't really argue with that, right? He's going off, he's acting like a fool. He's, uh, you know, doing all these, these things. But, but the reality is, um, and this is the next real major point, because I think that's what we think. Because again, this is what the older brother said. You threw him a party. The party 
is not for the younger son. The party is for the father. And again, you can look at the other parables. The party is not for the sheep. The party is for the shepherd and the community. The party is not for the coin. The coin might be sitting there on the table. Look, I lost that coin. There it is. Whew, thank goodness. It's for the woman. The party is not for the younger brother. It's for the father. The servant knew that. The servant said that. When the older brother comes up and says, what's going on? He goes, there's a party. Because your father has received your brother back safe and sound. This is, for us, very important in, in the way that we live in church, in the way that we live outside of church, the way we live as far as a church that reaches out into the world. That when people come, we celebrate, we join in that celebration. When those who are baptized, yes, it's great for, for, to celebrate that, that someone's come to faith and baptism and confirmation and, and all these things, but this is really for God. Right? A father, as these who've, who've, who've been restored to God, and so this is what Jesus is saying to the Pharisees and the tax collectors, or the Pharisees and the scribes about the sinners and tax collectors. You need to join the party. You need to join the party. These are your brothers. They're back. Yeah, you think they probably should do some great penance, but really all they need to do is be found by God. They're back. You need to join the party. For us, as we live into this parable, it, it's, it speaks to us in so many levels when we un, undo it. But I, more than anything, because sometimes we're going to be the younger son, we're going to go off. And we need to know that, that all we need to do to return to God is let ourselves be found by God. And sometimes we're going to be the older son and be self-righteous in things that we do and feel entitled to God's blessings because we do so much. Go to church and I give and I'm going to the cleanup on Saturday and it's supposed to be nice out and why am I going to be here? We can be both. Remembering in all things that God runs to us, God has given us everything, and God wants us to be together, that his family might be united, and then we might be restored, and more importantly, celebrate the wonders of God's love. Amen. Amen. Amen.